Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. This is the uh, Creative Collaboration Show from Collaborators Unite with Chuck Anderson. And uh, today I have another amazing guest for you, especially if you are someone who relies on any type of visual presentation. So if you do a lot of Zooms or webinars or events or anything visual, you're going to really want to lean into this episode today. In fact, this comes with a warning, and that is if you are listening to this on a podcast, I want you to let you know that today's episode is highly, highly visual. And so by all means, listen to the episode, but go back and check it out on our website and on YouTube, and you'll see the full video presentation there as well. So today I have uh, with me Lion Flood, who is an expert at creating highly visual and highly engaging visual presentations uh, that it's gonna help you to get more engagement and uh, keep those eyeballs on the screen and on you and your message. So first of all, Lion, welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, thank you for having me here. First off, I appreciate that. And it just means so much to me to be here with you and your audience. So thank you very much. Oh, fantastic. Well, I know this is going to be time well spent, you know, especially for anyone who does a lot of visual presentations. You and I were chatting just before the episode there about you know, backgrounds. I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit and uh, really love yours. Uh, it took me a Thank long you. time to build this. This is real. This is Ikea furniture, but, uh, you know, <laughs> virtual backgrounds and, and all of that. There's there's so many different things. And and of course, yours is not virtual. And so we can Correct. we can tell people about that as well. But first of all, welcome. And I think a good place to start is, you know, you know, I did the light introduction. Maybe uh, you can go a little further and tell everybody about yourself and why is it that you uh, do what you do and how did you come to start doing this? Yeah, thank you for that. And that's why I guess a, a good place to start with that is to tell people that what I do in essence is I help people create engaging and professional presentations. And you can think of me almost like a video interior designer, right? Mm. <laughs> because, you know, when the virtual world came upon us, everyone was like, I don't know what to do. I, I don't know where to put my hands at. Do I, you know, where do I look at? So I was like, there's a need for people to learn that. And one day my wife said to me, cause I would get tons of questions. She's like, you know what? That's a viable business. People are asking you all the time. How does yours look that way? How did you get it? She's like, turn that into something. I was like, voila, I'm glad I thought of that, honey. <laughs> of course. And that was the beginning of everything from that point. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we found ourselves in a much more virtual world faster than we ever thought we would. I mean, I think we were, yeah. we were heading towards more and more virtual all the time. But, you know, with the with the lockdowns and everything and everyone staying at home, it really accelerated all of that. And and while some in-person stuff has come back, uh, mm -hmm. this whole you know, we we're not going back to the way we were uh, right. visual presentations and doing uh, doing visual presentations, a lot of zooms. Uh, 
is here to stay and and it's, yeah. it's something i do multiple times a week so so it's it, it i can see that that's very relevant and i will say i attend a lot of webinars as well and they don't yeah. always have their stuff together right like Oof. backgrounds are one thing they are another i mean so um so you know so you it sounds like you came up with this for yourself first of all and then yeah. um, a very, very wise recommendation from your wife <laughs> to, to go into. Yeah. So what was it about your own presentations that caused you to come up with what you're doing right now? So I think for me in the whole construct of it, when I found out like the virtual world was coming, I've always been a fun, just enthusiastic person, like, even in networking events in person or live, I would love to just do something that would catch whomever I was speaking with um, attention instead of just the, maybe the old, here's my business card, all kind of things. So for a quick example, a little backstory before this is I'm actually um, semi-retired, but I'm actually a professional magician, right? I used to perform in Las Vegas in the casinos and big like that. And one of the things that I would do in live um events, networking events, is I would pull my business card out and I had a magic trick in which the business card would light on fire, literally actual flames. <laughs> and then I would blow it out and give it to the person. So it was memorable. Even if they didn't know what I did, they remembered and they would go tell someone a story. They met some guy who had a business card on fire. He pulled it out of his jacket pocket. And so I was memorable. So I always wanted to still keep that. Go into the virtual world, there wasn't really a way to do it like that, right? I could do it on screen, but it wasn't. So I still wanted to have fun and be in a virtual events. And so I said, let me find a way that I could bring maybe characters on screen or have something really fun that comes on screen. And I wanted to do that. And I so I developed this mindset of saying, these meetings are going to be no sleeping zones, right? This meeting is a no boring sleeping zones, bring something up on screen like that. And that's how it kind of went into that. I personally did not want to be in a meeting in which I would be bored. Um, I understood you still needed to talk and tell your story and present whatever you wanted, but it, they even came up with a word for it. I think they started calling it um, Zoom fatigue, yeah, these the people got zoomed out. So that's where it started at for me. I still want it to be memorable, even in virtual meetings. Yeah. And, you know, I've been through some Zoom meetings that were like, oh, man, not enough coffee in the world to keep me awake through mm -hmm. this thing. And uh, the thing is, and, and I, I have spent some time in video production and 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 also slide production and and yeah. you know with when it comes to presentations and uh if as there is not something that moves on the screen you know sometimes every few seconds that yeah. our attention starts to divert elsewhere i have three screens on my computer i could easily look over mm -hmm. there or down there or over there yeah. if there's something on your screen that's moving it's going to help me to keep my attention on it. Yeah, absolutely. And real quick on that, if it, and I've developed, well, I won't say I developed, but I, I, I teach that in my course, right? So for all of the listeners who are listening to this talk right now, make sure you go and watch the video as he stated before, because 
a demonstration I'm just about to show you is if you notice my screen is in constant motion. I have a background, but it's subtle. It's not overt where it's going to make you distracted, but it's done on purpose because it's just like in the movies, every seven seconds, they're cutting to a new scene or jump cut or something to keep your brain going. So when I'm in a meeting, people will see the motion of my screen, but it's not done in a distracting kind of way. So I agree with you totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. The the background, it's it's so subtle, it's not distracting, but just with the with the movement of the colors, it does focus my attention. And mm-hmm. I think what I find myself thinking as well is, you know, is is something else gonna change on the screen? I better keep uh, watching. Right. And so yeah. That's a good idea. You just gave me an idea. I might change the whole background every once in a while. Hmm. I'm glad yeah. I thought of that. there you go well i mean the the movement does really help with that that focus as well and it's like it gives you a reason to keep looking forward right versus you know uh, over here and so uh so i love that so you created this for yourself and uh, what kind of presentations were you doing at the time what what were you yeah so when i first started doing this i was actually doing virtual magic and because it was still, I was still performing at that time when, you know, everyone had to go to the virtual world. And so I needed to come up with different ways of presenting the magic on screen so that the people would still feel um, the connection because magic is all about connection. You're in person. Now I'm on the screen doing it and you lose that connection. So I needed to develop a way to do that. And I was like, okay, well, let me do some things on screen that will keep the people's attention. And I remember there was a moment when I looked back and it was done. Ooh, I don't want to date myself here, but I think it was like in the early eighties when Copperfield, David Copperfield did something back then on TV. And he had a method where people would be at home and then they would look at the screen and see a certain amount of playing cards. And he would say, think of something. And then the cards would disappear. And eventually your card was the last card that was on screen. And I was like, that's it. Because at that moment, he was doing magic with them in homes for millions of people, but they still felt like the trick was directly for them. And I said, let me incorporate something like that. And that's that kind of pushed me down that road there. Oh, that is really cool. Because, yeah, yeah, because that's the thing. I mean, it's so interactive. Uh, I don't mm. even think that I've uh that i've uh witnessed magic virtually before and and it is it is something that's that's very real so you had to solve a problem yeah. uh in your business yeah. like how how do i still have this you know communicating this visually and still have the same outcome and yeah. uh and and so then you so then you create it so then so you had this problem so so what what were the next steps so how did you um, what did you do then to be able to come up with what you're doing now? Um, and so in that course there, I, I'm, I think I'm a serial entrepreneur, right? I, I, if that term still exists, I'm a serial entrepreneur. And I also have my ADHD brain, whereas mm-hmm. I'm on one subject and then I'm on to the next, right? So it just kept progressing. And I was like, okay, well, what can I do with this next? So I started saying, well, maybe I could, because I would get questions from people's afterwards and say, oh, my son, my daughter's interested in magic. Where can they learn it? And I was like, oh, you could do this book. And I started saying, 
Well, if people keep asking me, where can they learn it? I'm telling them to go somewhere else to learn it. Why don't I tell them to come to me to learn it? Yeah, well, we're not in the same city. I could just maybe develop 30, 40 minutes of a video to teach them basic tricks. And then it was like light bulb, right? Light bulb went off. I said, yeah, just make a mini course in essence. And then that's where that started. And that's kind of how I started that teaching other people magic virtually um, some live, but then some in the course as well. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, so who do you, who do you notice that is coming into your world and, and, and taking your program? What are some of the things you're hearing from them in terms of the, the struggle or, you know, yeah. what, the, what they, either what they're trying to overcome or what they're trying to achieve. Mm, that's there. That's the question, right? Who is mm -hmm. it? And I think I've narrowed it down to people who want to get on screen, who want to do something virtual first, they just don't know where to start or how to do it. Then second, I have people who have already started the process. They've done webinars, they've done coaching sessions, but they feel stuck because they don't get the engagement or people may be leaving from their course or their membership because it's so just cut and dry. And so that those are the two main um, avatars, as we call it, or people who we focus on. Someone who just says, you know what, I don't know where to start. I, I want to make content. I want to coach. I want to get my business going. I'm a life coach, but I just don't know how to communicate online. Okay, great. That's what well, we can help you on that. Or someone who's a coach and say, hey, I do webinars or I do presentations, but people just say it's boring or they don't respond if I ask them questions or something. Mm. We can help you with that. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And, it, you know, that is something that we encounter all the time uh, in our work. Uh, I mean, all of our clients run events of some sort, whether it be webinars yeah. or workshops or masterclasses or summits or challenges or whatever. Uh, and it's one thing to get people registered. It's another thing yeah. to get people to show up. And it's even another thing to get them to <laughs> stay engaged while they're there. And yes. So, uh, and so that, that is a huge issue because if we can't keep them engaged, I always tell my, the people in my program is like, look, you know, they, you can give great content, but tomorrow they're going to forget most of that content, but they're going to remember yeah. you and they're going to remember how you made them feel. And so how exactly. memorable can you be? Um, is, yeah. is that kind of what you're, you're going for with your yeah. clients as well? Absolutely. Because um, when I kind of started going into this road, I was like, okay, well, how do I find my clients? Where do I find them? And I, I always remembered, just go to the places where they're at. Right. And most of my clients or people who I'm you know, working with, they're in other networking meetings, other virtual meetings. And so I would simply go there and I would kind of sit back in a corner because I didn't want to be just upfront with everything and wait till my introduction came. But I noticed every meeting I would go in, I would always get someone to ask me, hey, I saw your uh, screen. How did you do that? In essence, I was marketing and that's how I started to get them. Because if you are saying that's a really nice screen or background or something, 
then that means that whomever you're marketing to is going to say it to you. So even if they didn't remember my name, they remembered there was someone in that meeting who had a different standout virtual background or virtual presence as in essence than other 60 people, other 100 people in that meeting. So yes, I want them to stand apart from their competitors. Mm-hmm. Well, and that mm-hmm. reminds me of how you and I met because we were at a networking meeting. Uh, we ended up in a breakout room together. And, you know, most people who are at these meetings, they've got whatever background they have. Sometimes it's their laundry or, you know, some other, you know, their bed. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this 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 symmetrical thing took a while <laughs> to do. This is all real <laughs> furniture, not a virtual background. But yeah. I remember when we met like instantly before you even spoke i'm like oh this guy's different right this guy's got something different going on because you don't see this every day you don't it stands apart from everyone else who's there yeah and and that's kind of the thing that you want to make happen especially if you're going to try to be presenting to listen. Let's not even just say clients. Let's just say you're doing a webinar, right? Um, one of the things that I would show people is maybe at the beginning of the meeting, you want to do something where you tell someone to turn on their cameras, right? That's one of the things that's big, right? Where I have a setup, where, for example, uh, I have this come on my screen and it just, it, it the lighting, the the where it just flash for a second. Hey, your camera's off. Make sure you turn it on. It pops to their eye, and that's a Zoom thing that everyone's familiar with. And then when they see that, they go, "Oh, I better turn my camera on." Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just something. So I don't have to say it. I can have it set up automatically, so it comes on every ten seconds, for an example, until I get ready to come on camera. And then when I come on, I go. I know y'all saw that little thing flashing that said, turn your cameras on. Now I'm going to call you out. Jeff, I see your cameras off. Or, But it's now fun. And mm-hmm. it, it gives me kind of credence to, to kind of jump on them without automatically coming on camera and sounding grouchy. Y'all better turn your cameras on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, and we see that in meetings all the time. And, and yeah. some people are a little grumpy about it. You got to be fun, right? It's like, you yeah. know, I, I was on a meeting not too long ago. It's like, look, if you don't turn your camera on, we're going to ask you to leave this meeting. And, you know, yeah. that's one way to handle it. I like your way of handling it. It's way more fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they, they receive it better because they know they're supposed to have it on, but they also see that, oh, he he or she, okay, I like their personality because uh, they, they, they seem fun, right? So, yeah. <laughs> well, after all, I mean, these Zoom meetings are all about engagement. And, you know, I, mm-hmm. I just did a webinar earlier today that had 50 people on it. And it's, you know, it is how do you engage with 50 people virtually? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, with smaller groups, we can bring them up on uh, and have them share. We can have them talk. But when you get into larger rooms, it, there isn't yeah. time in the agenda for that. It would take the full 90 minutes just to have everyone yes. talk. And, yeah. and, and some don't know when to stop uh, talking as well. And yeah. so so then uh having other creative ways to engage with them when you can't bring them onto the mic and have everyone talking yeah absolutely and that's see this is why i love doing these kind of things right because you just said something that sparked another kind of my my adhd brain to go right so Mm -hmm. 
you just said they take forever and they may take a little bit more time, right? So I have a thing where I teach my students and so forth, whereas someone will come up on a, on a screen or something and I will tell them right up front, all right, hey, so this is your time. So now I put the time, so the podcast listeners, make sure you go and see this because right now there's a countdown timer that came on the screen, but also along with a circular kind of rapid fire kind of question. So they know this is the amount of time you've got to speak. And I'll be like, oh, your time's going out. You better hurry up, better hurry up. And then at the end, it flashes red so they know that, oh, danger zone. And I'm just like, hurry up. So again, it's fun, but I don't have to directly, you know, overly uh, force them to, um, to say, okay, your time's coming out. Because I'll see people hold up their cell phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that works. But if it's on screen, everyone gets to see it and you made it more fun. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the you know that there, there's probably a long list of these kinds of challenges that happen in Zoom meetings that we could uh, mm. uh, that we could uh, list off. Um, one of the questions I know people will have because I've you know we, I've heard it before from them is like obviously the visual representation that you have on your screen is really really good. How much time did you put into that? Like, how hard is it for someone to learn how to do this? Is it, you know, uh, is it something that they're going to really have to increase their tech skills to a level that they're 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 not accustomed to, or is this achievable for them reasonably well? I love. I, let me tell you, I would check. I was salivating for that question. I was. It was I like I was Pavlov's dog. I was <laughs> waiting for it. <laughs> I, was, I was like, yes, come on, come on, come on. No, I love that because. The system in the way that I teach it, it's, I call it my easy ABC one, two, three. I've got several testimonials and actually we've got a one recently from a gentleman who's 75 years old and he even came into our group and he said, I've done several of these that I wanted to do live and I couldn't understand it, but the system I use, which is called Ecamm, by the way, I am an affiliate of it. So if anyone's interested in learning it, um, I do get something from Ecamm. So come to me for it. And I will give you um, some good tips on it. But it's so easy that he at 75 years old was like, wow. And he wrote this out for us. And he's like, I can do this because if it's not easy, you don't want to do it. If it's too complicated or cumbersome, you're going to be pressing wrong buttons or doing something while you're trying to focus on your presentation, which could distract you from doing some other thing. So the answer is, it's absolutely simple and easy. Um, matter of fact, a new thing that we just started doing for people is uh, remote production. So I had a lady who said, I just want to talk. I don't want to do any slides. I don't want to do anything. I said, I got you. All you got to do is come on screen, speak your presentation. I'll do the slides. I'll do all of the fancy stuff. And that was it. She was like, thank you. So it's easy peasy. So now you're a producer as well. Do you actually do that for for clients? You where you'll go and you'll produce on the back end while they're doing their speaking? Yeah, we just that's so I've done about ten of those now. Um, so it's something that I kept thinking about, and I never did. And then people just kept asking me. I said, "Why don't I just get into it?" Because I didn't want to put more on my plate. But I was like, "Okay, so I can kind of just ease into that." So yes, I do that now as well. Because some people don't want to. They, they don't want to do all of the ins and outs of things that's needed. They just want to talk and they just want to present. I was like, okay, cool. Let's help them out as well. 
Yeah, I love that. And I think that's one of the things that that people fear is, am I going to have to, how hard is this going to have be to learn? And can I really yeah. do this? And and so it sounds like you have a way of showing them to do it that's really, really simple. And mm -hmm. if they really don't want to do it, you're available to, you know, there's a way that they can have you help them with it on the back end. Yeah, absolutely. I tell people for me, I'm absolutely simply amazing at what I do. And I don't say that, you know, to bolster. Oh, there it is right there. <laughs> there <See>? we go. <laughs> so, but it is true because I look at it as myself. My name is my brand. Mm -hmm. It's who I am. I need that brand to be at the top of the line, top notch. And if I am not, people are going to go tell four other people eh, it wasn't what it was supposed to be. Right. So I want to ensure that your name is your brand and you look good. You look good. I look good. The whole story goes together. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, you know, at the top of the episode, I mentioned that, you know, the theme of our show is, is collaboration and creative collaboration. And one of the reasons yeah. why I invited you to the show is I see you as someone who would be really great to collaborate with, especially for anyone who does a lot of zooms, a lot of visual presentations and, and things like that. And so, 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 so two parts to this question, right? One is, okay. you know, why would somebody collaborate with you versus trying to do this on your own? I think it's probably a sure. very obvious answer, but I, I'll let you answer it. And then also, sure. you know, how, how have collaborations played a role in, 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 in your business and, and what do you look for, for, for people that you collaborate with or partner with? Yeah, absolutely. So very first question, like you said, is a simple one. You should collaborate with me one because as you're collaborating, you're going to learn as well. So then you're starting to understand the system because when we can figure out each other's weaknesses and strengths, then we can amplify those, right? So for an example, I do, and going into the second question a little bit as well, is I collaborate with a lot of um, designer, web designers, or web design, graphic designers, because a lot of the things that see, people see come up on my screen, I that's not my strength. I don't know how to directly create a logo for your brand, but I have associates who do. Then... I can send them to you. Hey, Chuck, you know what? I've got an associate who does that graphic designer. Go and speak with him or her. They can help you and create that and vice versa. So then now they're telling someone who does graphic designs, they looking for that. You say, okay, now I want to do a video. Hey, go see Lion. He does videos. So collaboration helps so many ways. Do not look at it as I want to keep all of the, the, the funds or the everything to myself. No, because your name gets put out there more. People see it more. Someone may see a graphic design on my show and they say, oh, I loved how those um, things just came up. For example, when you see this right here come up on the screen, I didn't create that. I just put it on the screen. <laughs> but I can tell you who did it for me and it works so well. So I would highly suggest anyone to learn to collaborate and especially if you collaborate with me, we're going to work together and we're going to help each other grow because when we grow, the more we know, all that good stuff just like that. Yeah, amazing. Uh, and we definitely look forward to doing more with you as well because, again, like 100% of our clients do presentations 
and they do Zooms, they do webinars, they do events, uh, all, all of that. And having a highly engaged audience is super, super important with that. So um, look, we've covered a lot of ground today and I love the, I love the demonstration. Look, you know, anyone listening in right now who is listening in on a podcast, you just have to go to the website or go to my YouTube channel. Yeah, the link is right there uh, in the show notes. You got you got to go back and you got to watch the video of this because uh, the I, I don't even know how to describe like some of the visual things that have popped up. There we go, another one that has <laughs> popped up on the screen literally, uh, and uh, and so you just got to go and check this out. And it's what I will also say, Lan, is what it it causes an emotion. Like there's an instant yeah. smile. There's an instant, you know, feeling that comes just from showing simple something simple like that on the screen. Yes. But how effective is that? <laughs> there we go. See, there it's you memorable, go. right? It's memorable, and yeah. it keeps people engaged. And I and and it's something that I endeavor to do more uh, in my presentations. And so. <laughs> Uh, as a non Mac user, uh, as a Windows user, I, I have to find other solutions because uh, Ecamm is is not available to me. But uh, you know, there's there's a way to do it. Uh, there is a way to do it. Yeah, I, I, and and I was going to tell you really quick what that is. Uh, that's another oh, something I put on my plate. So yes, there is a system, and I, I have no worries. And here goes that collaboration thing, right? I, I've learned from my coach because I I hired a coach who taught me. Hey, give away more than you take. There is a system that does probably 90% of what you see on my screen for anyone who, and, and it does work for PC. Um, it's called OBS, um, Oscar Bravo Sierra. It's free, right? The only differences or the major differences is a higher learning curve. Mm -hmm. Whereas Ecamm, for an example, it has cut down my workload, for example, whereas it took me six hours to edit something. Now it may take me an hour and a half, for an example. Where OBS is still going to take you six to eight hours to do it. Not literally, but just showing a big difference so that so you can still do it, Chuck. You can get it done. Awesome. Well, I look forward to getting that done. Um, now, along those lines, I mean, one of the next questions people have is like, okay, what do I need? What do I uh what are what mm -hmm. are my next steps? And I know you have a free gift that that will help people along those lines. You want to tell everyone yes. a little bit more about that and we'll make sure that the links to that are beneath the video and in the podcast show notes yeah absolutely i i my, my free gift is a, a list of recommended items for you to start with right microphones headphones and they range from a variable um like financial status of maybe twenty dollars up to the highest three four hundred dollars for example right because i don't suggest you directly start off with some of the most expensive things if you're not you know really into it right but grab that free gift because it's going to give you an idea and at least take you down a rabbit hole maybe you see one microphone that's recommended and then you start looking and searching for other microphones right so i highly recommend if nothing else get that free gift for the recommendations start on your path because you might say to yourself i need a new microphone i just don't know which one to get because there's so many out there you got to find the right one that works for you. Mm. Well, if you want to get access to that equipment list, check out the link just beneath this video. And if you're on podcast still and you haven't gone and checked out the video, the, the links to all of that is right there uh, in the show notes. Go go check that out. 
and uh, of course we have your uh, your all your 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 links and everything are all all there as well, Leon. Um, so well, look, before we bring this episode to a close, I just got to ask you. This is a this is a question that I ask all of my guests. I and I was surprised at the answer because I thought that we would hear the same answer over and over and over again, and it turned out it's different for everybody. And that is, yeah. you know, and so much about, you know, growing our business is about learning. And I learn a lot from books. I've got a, just a few of them back here. Uh, if you were to recommend just one must read book that has been either um, really inspirational for you or helpful for you, mm. and you say, you know what, you got to go and you got to go and read this book next. Is there one that you would recommend? You know, I would, and it's so crazy because it has nothing to do directly with business. Although it, to me, helped out my business tremendously. And it was the five love languages. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say that is because, especially during the time frame of when everything went virtual and the world was going crazy and upside down, we were stuck in the homes together with our spouses and partners or whomever, we were starting to drive each other crazy and my wife and I delved into that book. And at that moment is I saw everything flip for us because we became so much more supportive in each other's endeavors. Hey, go for it. I remember there was times where I would put out a webinar or try something and two people would show up. <laughs> and then I was like, no, this isn't working. And my wife would do techniques in that book and it just, and I didn't even know it. I, I read the chapter and, and then later she's like, you notice I did this. That was in chapter whatever. I'm like, ooh, you sneaky. <laughs> so, but she pushed me and then it made me say, oh, you know what? Yes, I'm not going to quit. I'm just going to, you know, relook at it and relaunch it and do some things. So I would say the five love languages because it brought she and I closer and it helped each of our ende endeavors and businesses that we were, you know, working towards. And it just, it, it exploded everything for us. Um, so yeah, five love languages is what I would recommend. That is a great uh, book. And by the way, that's uh, for anyone listening in who hasn't heard of it. That's Gary Chapman uh, that uh, yeah. wrote that book. Um, and I will say that it it does relate to business in the fact that all of our clients have love languages as well. And, Ooh, and yeah. so, yeah, not just our partner, but each one of them uh, will value one of those love languages more than the others. And when you can discover what yeah. that is and deliver your service or deliver your content in a way that resonates with that, uh, you're going to have a much higher acceptance rate. And sometimes wow. it's, well, it's going to be different for everyone, especially when yeah. I'm working with people one-on-one. -on -one. It's like, what does this person value the most? Um, sometimes it's that extra little gift. Sometimes it's, it's, it's an extra service. Sometimes it's just some uh acknowledgement right and yeah. and so there's different ways that we can communicate with people based upon what we know they value and what their love language is and so love so that. take that to love a whole nother level <laughs> yes so i think it's a Man, great look at business this. recommendation uh and yeah. so we'll we'll definitely add that to our learning library we'll put links to it here uh beneath this video and in the the show notes so uh uh lion great great episode i i really uh look forward to publishing this one and seeing what else you and i can uh 
uh, come up with. It, it, it's great to get to know you a little bit more here through this process. Yeah. Um, and so to bring this episode to a close, if you were to just give our listeners one final piece of advice or words of wisdom, uh, what would you leave hmm. them here with today? There we go. That's the rub. Um, I would say you must get those gremlins off your shoulders. <laughs> if you are sitting there, you're thinking, I want to do this, but I'm afraid someone's going to reject me. Someone's going to say no. The world, hey, it always happens. But you got to start. And as I tell my students, start ugly. I don't care about perfection. I care that you start. Hit record, practice, do whatever you got to do, but stop being afraid and go after it. Every year we say the same thing. Oh, I'm going to do this and resolutions and then, but do not try to eat that steak at once. Right? Cut it up, small pieces. You will eventually eat the entire steak. Just don't try to swallow it all at once. And that's my advice is to just get started. Just do it. Contact me, contact anyone who you say, but contact me first though. Um, <laughs> and just start. That's yeah. That's my advice. Get that gremlin off your shoulder and start. Just start. And then yeah. once you start, keep moving forward. And that's, and that's, yeah. and, and my audience knows I always, I always end with that. And so this has been uh, this has been a great episode. I think this is a game changer in terms of anyone who does presentations, which is pretty much all of us now uh, mm -hmm. in this virtual world. I, I am on Zoom multiple times a day and it can help in so many different ways. So thank you so much for your generosity. Thank you to my audience for being here. I hope you've learned something today. And of course, this only matters if you put it into practice. So I want you to take something that you learned here today and take that action. Maybe it's something to do with your presentations. Maybe it's to go and uh, download the equipment list or reach out to Lion uh, and see how he can help. But take one action today uh, that can help you make a big difference in your business tomorrow. And, uh, yeah. and never, ever, ever give up on your big dream. The only way to fail is to quit. So always keep moving forward. Until next time, this has been Chuck Anderson. My guest has been Lion Flood. And uh, see you on the next one, everyone.